0: This podcast is solely for the attention of institutional, professional, qualified or sophisticated investors and distributors.
1: Hi everyone. This week, I would like to come back to how the COVID crisis, the health crisis and the economic crisis, can have an impact on long-term demographic trends. Demographic trends mean a lot of things, but today I will focus on population growth. The COVID crisis has an impact on the size of the population, obviously because of the excess mortality it caused, but also because of its impact on the birth rate, as we will see. Let us recall the context. The growth of global population has already slowed markedly over the last decades, going from just over 2% per year in the early 70s to around 1% per year at the end of the decade 2010. This is largely because the number of children per woman has fallen sharply over the period from 5 in the early 70s to around 2.5 on average in the decade 2010 with strong differences depending on the continent. This phenomenon is particularly strong in South Korea which is a country with the lowest fertility rate in the world now with less than one child per woman on average well below the replacement level generally estimated at 2.1 children per woman. Let's come back to the COVID crisis. It certainly had an impact very different from what we could read in many press articles which predicted a peak in births nine months after the lockdown measures. In fact, the effect on births is expected to be negative. In December, the Brooklyn institutions published a study that predicted about 300,000 fewer births in the US in 2021 due to the COVID crisis. This is in line with many surveys of women in recent months and consistent, for example, with the decline in internet research related to maternity. Why this drop in the birth rate? In fact, the academic literature shows quite well that the birth rate follows the evolution of the economic cycle. Uh, It shows that during recessions, families choose to have fewer children or to postpone births. And what is very remarkable about that is that these effects can be long-lasting. A study showed, for example, that between 2008 and 2013, so just after the financial crisis, there were 2.3 million fewer births in the U.S. than if the birth rates had remained the same as in 2007. So in developed countries, we are therefore seeing an increase in mortality, and we will see a marked drop in the birth rate, which will further slow down population growth. This is what we saw in South Korea, where the population fell for the first time in 2020, largely because births continue their downward trend. In France, the natural balance, that is to say the difference between births and deaths, was only 82,000 in 2020, the lowest figure since 1945. Population growth should therefore slow down even further, even though population growth is already very unfavorable for many countries. For example, in 2019, the population of Japan or Portugal were falling for the ninth year in a row, and Italy's population was uh, falling for the fifth year in a row. uh, This phenomenon is even more pronounced in Eastern Europe. The decline in population is expected to exacerbate the fiscal issues already caused by the aging of populations. Uh, There will be fewer workers to finance the increased spending on pensions and on health. And we should expect developed countries to step up their efforts on birth policies. In conclusion, also with regard to demography, it seems that the COVID crisis has accelerated the trends. Thank you and talk to you next week.
0: All comments and analyses reflect CIPRIA AM's view of market conditions and its evolution according to information known at the time. As a result of the simplified nature of the information contained in this document, that information is necessarily partial and incomplete.